podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. And folks, it was a good weekend to be a Red. Liverpool 4, Arsenal 0. Again, Liverpool 4, Arsenal 0 at Anfield. A dominant, comprehensive win for the Reds. Four could easily have been six or seven. Liverpool missed some good chances in the game. But opened the scoring with a Sadio Mane header from a brilliant Trent Alexander-Arnold free kick. Aaron Ramsdale, who had really been feeling himself before this, was really keen on all things Aaron Ramsdale, getting very excited about saving some shots that were straight at him, making a mess of most of them, it's worth pointing out, getting really hyped about himself. And then makes a complete hash of things for the first goal. Really should save it. Tries to flick it away and be all fancy. Makes a mess of it. The ball ends up in the net. In the net and we are one up. And we deserve to be one up. We had been growing into the game. It took probably 15 to 20 minutes for Liverpool really to find their footing. In that first spell, they'd been a little bit loose. In possession. A little bit loose. Out of possession. But once they settled in. And once Thiago began to pull the strings. And... Ox began to find his rhythm in the game. Liverpool took over. And the midfield of Ox, Fabinho and Thiago were absolutely outstanding together. The balance was perfect on and off the ball. Liverpool were great. You felt like we could tear them apart at any time. And the pressing was sensational. They caused turnover after turnover after turnover in the Arsenal final third. Didn't let them out. Didn't let them breathe. Very naive performance from Arsenal. You'd question the manager not altering something mid-game and stopping the nonsense of trying to play out from every goal kick because they were just getting terrorised. Absolutely terrorised. And into the second half we would go and things just got better for Liverpool and worse for Arsenal. Um... Nuno Tavares gave the ball away very cheaply on the edge of his own box. And from there, it was all about Diogo Jota, who hadn't had the best game to that point. He'd been a little bit sloppy at times in some of his build-up play. But he sent Ben White for a newspaper. Then he sent Aaron Ramsdale for a hot dog, slotted into an empty net. And it was two. The third came not that long after. Brilliant little move down the down the left-hand side. Allison with a clipped ball to Costa Simicus, who had started the game instead of Andy Robertson. His header found Jota. His header sent Mane through. How he generated so much power with that header, I have no idea. Mane raced through, had a heavy first touch, it must be said, and you kind of felt like the goalkeeper should have been hearing out to try and intercept that. Keeper stayed stuck to his line. Great cross from Mane, simple tap-in for Mohamed Salah. And Salah had been excellent all game and deserved his goal. And then the fourth came shortly after the two uh, first two changes that Klopp made. He brought on Henderson, he brought on Minamino. Henderson's lofted pass over the top onto Mane, who does very well to control the ball, keep possession, plays Salah in. Salah in turn slips in Trent. And Trent, as always, makes the right decision. Clips it across to face a goal, and Taki Minamino is there to finish and make it 4 0. 
And other than Tyler Morton coming on for his Premier League debut, that was basically the end of the action and, and massive moment for Tyler Morton. And I think everybody was then just waiting for him to have a touch, just for him to have a pass of the ball. And it took a few minutes, but eventually he got there. And look, it's a massive moment for that kid to come on at Anfield in a Premier League game against one of the biggest clubs in the world. And forget where Arsenal are right now. They are one of the biggest clubs in the world. He comes on for Thiago Alcantara in front of a full house, including his entire family. And regardless of whatever else that boy does in his career, and obviously we hope he'll have a very successful career at Liverpool, but regardless, no one can ever take away that debut from him. That is something he will always have. And it was a great moment and it capped off a brilliant, brilliant day for the Reds. A great performance, a great win. Arsenal, who I'd said before, there was a little bit of fool's gold, or quite a lot of fool's gold, to be fair, about their recent run. They were scraping by bad teams, struggling to maintain performance levels for 90 minutes, and then getting outplayed by anybody decent who weren't in a bad situation. Brighton and Palace completely outplayed them. They beat Leicester, who were out of form. Spurs, who were out of form and sacked their manager. Villa, who were out of form and sacked the manager. They beat Watford. Everybody should beat Watford. And I do mean everybody should beat Watford, and we'll come to that in a second. They beat Norwich. Again, everybody should beat Norwich. And they beat Burnley. And again, everybody should beat Burnley, considering the form that they were in at the time. Arsenal are what they are. They're a mid-table team, a high-end mid-table team. They'll finish 7th or 8th. They do have reasons to be optimistic about the future of the club. There's a lot of good young players there, but they weren't ready for this. They weren't ready for this at all. And they certainly weren't ready for Anfield to turn up the volume. And there was an incident in the first half where there was a coming together between Mane and Tommy Asu. Tommy Asu ended up on the ground and Mikel Arteta standing on the sideline looking like some sort of combination of a Lego man and a Ken doll, but like knockoff imitations of both, decided to get himself all worked up and excited, had a shout at Jürgen. Jürgen decided to have a big shout back and Arteta did that thing that phony tough guys do. They wait till there's enough people between them. And then it's hold me back, hold me back. And Kloppo was all there for it. And myself and Trev and Carl did Raw after the game. And Carl put forward the, the suggestion, and I think he nailed it. Jürgen overreacted on purpose to fire up the team, to fire up the crowd. And it, it worked because instantaneously, our level went up. Instantaneously, the volume at Anfield went up. And instantaneously, the sphincters of the Arsenal players started to twitch. And it was game over. It was game over at that point. We had them. Once we rattled them, we had them. And the goals came. And the chances came. And if we'd been a little bit more clinical, we would have won that game 7-0. There's absolutely no way to look at it and suggest we wouldn't. The XG was 4.3 to 0.3. As Michael Cayley would say, that's a paddling. 
and we spent probably 20 minutes of the game just playing keep ball. So all things considered, a very, very good day to be a Red. We do need to pause, though, and pay our respects to the passing of a legendary era in the game. Ollie is no longer at the wheel, folks. United were walloped 4-1 by Watford. And 4-1 flattered United. It could have been 7 or 8. They got absolutely tonked. It was embarrassing. I turned the game on to watch the penalty from Ishmael Asar. I was watching the Villa-Brighton game. Flicked over to watch the penalty. And then couldn't take my eyes off the game. Ended up watching the whole thing. Didn't want to watch it. There was other games on I wanted to watch. Wanted to watch a bit of Palace Burnley. A bit of Brentford Newcastle. Villa Brighton. Glad I didn't watch the Villa Brighton game, to be fair. It was it was fairly awful. Um, but couldn't take my eyes off the United game. It was like watching a car crash into a building and then the building collapse in really slow motion. It was a marvellous thing to see. Uh, but Oli is gone. United now have a caretaker manager while they search for an interim manager who they will have in place while they search for a permanent manager. So the most exciting news regarding that is that Steve Bruce has put his name forward. And um, I think we'd all very much be in favour of seeing Steve Bruce as Manchester United manager, especially given the stellar job he did at Newcastle. But, uh, yeah, Ollie, sweet prince, you never let us down. You never let us down. And we, we will miss you as Manchester United manager. Uh, let's move on then to the major Liverpool websites. Obviously, a lot of focus on post-match. So this is Anfield. Have a number of pieces up. Um, show them the way to go home. Pretenders are swept aside. Salah's a Gordon fan and Morton's club. Hug five things fans spotted from Liverpool's 4-0 win over Arsenal. Ox shines and how much rotation will there be for Porto? Obviously, we have Porto midweek in the Champions League. So, lots to read there. All very, very good stuff. On Liverpool.com, it's mostly transfer focused today. There is a piece about Rafinha. Dan James had a lot of good things to say. Uh, and apparently FSG must listen to Oli Gunnar Solskjaer's first signing. Um, there is a piece about Mason Mount being open to a Liverpool move, which I just can't see it being through. It's it's based on a, a story in the star that he's not happy with his role at Chelsea. Look, you take Mason Mount, but there's no way Chelsea would sell him for less than 100 million. We're not paying that. If we are paying that for midfielder, Jude Bellingham would be the one to to go and get. You've got the suggestion there that he fills a need for Liverpool. He doesn't really, because in our system, he would play on the right of the midfield three, where we're already loaded with options. It's somebody for the left-sided role that we could really do it. There's a piece about Declan Rice, which calls him the next Steven Gerrard, which, other than a nonsensical ramble by Joe Cole on TalkSport, Declan Rice is not in any way comparable to Steven Gerrard, stylistically or talent-wise. 
if you're talking the next Steven Gerrard, you're talking about Jude Bellingham. Liverpool can sign £33 million Bayern Munich midfielder who idolised Steven Gerrard for free. This is Quarantine Tolisso, super talented. Coming through at Lyon, he looked like he might become the best midfielder in the world. He had a bad ACL injury. He hasn't been the same since. He would be a big, big gamble. Now, he is still 27 years of age, so it might be worth the gamble. But do we need another injury-prone midfielder? I don't think we do. I really don't think we do. Uh, there is a piece on Dusan Vlahovic, a piece on Jonathan David, and also a piece on Taki Minamino and how he might have a big part to play moving forward because Diogo Jota did pick up an injury in the game at the weekend with a, in a collision with Aaron Ramsdale. So that's one to keep an eye on. We didn't get any reports yet about what that injury might be. On AnfieldIndex.com, there are two pieces by Sam Maguire. What should Liverpool do with Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain? And what does Steven Gerrard have to do with Aston Villa to get the Liverpool job? So make sure you give those a quick read. I don't think there's any possibility that he gets the job in 2024, personally. I think he will be... I think he will be at Aston Villa for for longer than that. I think he should stay at Aston Villa for longer than that. I think he needs to be there for four or five years and prove that he can win things. I don't think Liverpool will look at somebody so inexperienced if he's doing a middling job at Aston Villa. And it's a it's a sizable job there. And the thing is, they're very ambitious. They have real expectations. So for him to even live up to their expectations is a big task, let alone outperform them so much that he puts himself in line for the Liverpool job. Podcast-wise, we had post-match Raw entitled Total Winker. Um, myself, Trev Downey, and Carl Matchett. Myself and Carl are going to be recording a new scouted today for Porto. That one will be out this evening. And Nina Kauser was back in on hosting duty on Saturday after the Liverpool Arsenal game, her live call-in show. So do make sure to give that one a listen. The Nina Kauser show free on Anfield Index. If you're not an Anfield Index Pro subscriber, do check it out. Seven-day free trial available. If you like it, stick with it. If you don't, no harm, no foul. There is a shop, Anfield Index shop on Etsy. If you have the Etsy app on your phone, search Anfield Index. If you don't, download the app. Have a look. There is a code RED25. RED25 will get you 25% off at checkout. And that is me for today, folks. Take care of yourselves. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.